Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. Our leader for tonight is Trish. Hi, I'm Trish Kapulsville Reader. Trish. Um, thank you for asking me tonight. I, uh, I'm going to stand just because it makes me feel a little less nervous. Thing over here. We get to delete that if I do a terrible job, right? You have seven days. <laughs> All right. So, um, what it was like? I, I feel like I, I'm really connected to how things are right now, and I'm not. I don't remember. You know, I don't remember making promises to myself every day and breaking them. I don't remember the demoralization of failing over and over again. I don't remember. Somebody once likened this, this disease and, the, and how we live until we find recovery, how we live with so many secrets um, as a trauma. And I thought, oh, that's so dramatic, <laughs> right? But if you think about it, right? I mean, it is a, to, to have an entire part of your life that you share with no one. That, that isolation. And then the, the shame, right? I mean, I guess it is a little traumatic. I try to remember. I, try, I brought some pictures, right? Maybe that'll help. So here's, you know, the sort of, I know the statistics of me. Like, I was a pretty normal-sized kid, and I was really athletic, and sometime around my, you know, 16-ish uh, I started putting on weight, and I was still running around. Um, and when I went to college, I put on about 10 pounds a year until I was 300 pounds. So that's like the statistics of me. And then also, I said, and I'm like 5'7", if that makes any difference. Um, uh, I've lost 100 pounds three times. And since I've come back into this program, I just, and one of those times was here, and then I left. And I had a six-year relapse. I put all that weight back on. Um, so the pictures, I tried to pick a, you know, skinny Trish and fat Trish and figure out the years that they were. But so you can see a, you know, I, I try to look at them and I try to see them. I feel like every point in my life, I can stand in front of a mirror and think, hmm, pretty cute. Like I have this helmet of denial that keeps me safe and makes me feel normal in the world and allows me to walk outside and pretend everything is okay and feel comfortable. And I have no idea how to live without that helmet. But I feel like that's what I'm learning in program. In fact, it's, I'm in the seventh step. I think I'm ending the seventh step. My sponsor has really kept me in here really long. I don't know what her deal is, but <laughs> but uh, she said, if I can say the seven-step prayer around each one of my character defects with the opposites in it seven days in a row and not forget a day, then I can, I can move on. And so like every day I did. Um, but one of my character defects is fantasy and denial. I have this completely other idea of myself. In fact... I, I told this story once in another meeting. I, uh, 
I don't know what it was, was a number of years ago. I was I was looking at this young man. He was tall. He was probably you know eighteen twenty. He's a basketball player. I know because he had the shorts and the ball in his hand. He was like sort of Filipino or some really cool skin tone. Um, and I thought, yeah, I look like that. Like in my mind, I thought, right? I'm not a fat old white lady. In my mind, I'm like a like a young, athletic, cool skin tone young man. I don't know. So I, you know, I had some gender ambiguity in my story, I guess. Um, I grew up in a town that was super conservative, and there wasn't really a lot of room for that. So just, you know, I put the helmet on around it. I was like, okay, I got no gender at all. I have You know, it just sort of delayed my sexuality. I delayed a lot. I didn't really... Another one of my character defects <laughs> is lack of adulthood. And uh, where I have the opposite of that is to take responsibility and to be interested in caring for myself. And these are two things I've had to ask for the strength to do. Um, what it was like. I ate a lot, right? I ate all the time, but not, I wasn't really a bingey kind of eater. You know, I was sort of a chip away at it all day long, little bits of food. You know, you'd call me a grazer. I didn't like to be hungry. I didn't like to be full. I'd like ride that middle line. And I you sometimes have likened it to a morphine drip, like just a, enough to not really be feeling. And uh, feelings are not something I'm comfortable with. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you can relate, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, so the, the fantasy helmet, I don't know where the helmet came from, I just made that one up, but, uh, you know, I don't feel bad things, also, bad things aren't happening. It's really not allowed me to, to be a grown-up. I, um, I was listening to a completely unrelated lecture recently on learning and the brain and the way stuff works. And uh, there was this one part where they were talking about, so basically, there, no change happens unless there's some discomfort. Like, no change happens without a struggle. In your neural pathways, like in your physiology. And I was, so, like, I was just like, even now, even now, I thought, oh, I swear, I keep looking for the, you know, the softer, gentler, kinder, easier way. And uh, like every bit of this that's hard seems to transform my, my recovery. Um, so what happened, what it was like? What happened, I came back, right? That's what happened. I came back, I came in the first time I went and got the food plan, sheet of paper, I did it, I lost 100 pounds, I didn't talk to any of you, I probably did some steps, I don't know, I did the homework, um, I felt special, specialness is one of my character defects, <laughs> what's on the other side of that one, um, let's see, I'm looking at my notebook podcast people, that's what's happening in the quiet parts, uh, so... Self-pity and specialness is one of my character defects. And the other side of that is humility. 
to be right-sized and to be of service. Mm -hmm. It's just nice. Like, it's nice. I feel like you guys are... It's like this program is reparenting me somehow. Um, What made me talk about the specialness? Oh, oh, first time I came through. Special. I'm not one of you, right? Lost my 100 pounds, went off. Something happened in my life. I don't remember... You know, something bad. I put some chocolate in my mouth. And then, you know, six years later, I am trying to find another way to lose that 100 pounds that I put back on. And, God damn it, if there wasn't... I tried, there wasn't another way. I was so mad when I came back. I was so mad. So, felt like a failure. I showed up. And I did things differently the second time through. I did things, I feel like I was desperate, right? I found the humility. I put my hand up in every single meeting I went to, which is not something I didn't talk in meetings. And I didn't have anything to say except I am so mad. I'm so mad about having to come back here. I don't like any of you. And boo, you know? And <laughs> you know, after the meeting, people would come up to me and they're like, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? And I don't know when I stopped being mad. It was a long time. Maybe six months. Just mad. And uh, my first sponsor, she was fun. She kept me in the first step for a year. <laughs> I'm never going to get through these steps. But boy, do I get that I belong here. I am a compulsive overeater. I have no doubt in my mind. There's all, not, no part of me is trying to talk any part of me out of that. Like, I get it. I'm powerless over food. And my life is unmanageable when I'm eating compulsively. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed. I am not here. I am not connecting with any of you. And I forget that I care about that. I don't care at all. I'm sure I don't need any of you. But right now, I like you all. Like, I want to be here. I'm a part of this. I'm one of you. Let's see. That's what happened. I came back. And then, what it's like now, right? Um, Okay, oh my God. I've never had a recovery like I'm experiencing right now. I mean, it it didn't happen right away. Right away, the very first day I came back, I didn't eat sugar anymore. Like I was, I had that sort of. That's 10 minutes. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I had that sort of desperation. I know sugar. Like, and it was progressive. Like for me, I was never sugar. I'm like, give me the fat and the salty and the, you know, sugar smugger. Sure, that's fun too. There's butter and flour around it. But, but when I started eating sugar again in my relapse, it was amazing. It was scary. Like I, it was like handfuls of things in my mouth. And I couldn't stop. And I had not experienced that. And so I feel like it's definitely, for me, a progressive disease. I don't know. So I came back, and I was, this sugar went away. And the other thing, um, I, I, know, I know I have to eat meals. For me... I know I have to eat meals because all I want to do is not eat meals. <laughs> meals feel like vegetables to me. Like it's a, you know, so three meals, nothing in between, no sugar. 
I mean, that was, that was how I started. Um, I had a sponsor who, um, who wouldn't sponsor me unless I went to three in-person OA meetings a week. And, um, and I travel for work, you know, and it's complicated in other places, and I have these crazy hours. And I would tell her, you know, I'm like, okay, I can't, so I can't in this week. And she would say, that's fine, you know, just go to six the next week. And uh, I really wanted to work with her. And I did that. I did that for, I don't know, more than a year. I did three, three meetings a week. And, I, and here's what I found about meetings. I don't want to go to meetings if I'm going to less than three meetings. If I go to three meetings, I'm like, meh. You know, it's kind of like brushing my teeth. I got to do it. I don't feel like it. If I go to five meetings a week, I begin to think, when I have like an extra moment, I was like, oh, hey, there's a meeting I can go to. Like I begin to enjoy them. I know, that's my threshold. Less than three, I hate you all. More than three, I'm like, where's my pals? Away, let's go. So, I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, but that really changed my program, to go to that many meetings all the time, regularly, without fail. And what I noticed, she didn't sponsor me anymore. She left the country. I, um, but so my, my current sponsor you know she'll be like if I start to get squirrely she'll be like so when's your next meeting but there have been times when I'll go a week without a meeting I've gone two weeks without a meeting here's what I know I lose it you know it's like a I, somebody once told me it's like a bank account and you bank your recovery for those periods of time when you're away, or for those periods of time when you have to visit your family, or, you know, family's sometimes a tricky thing around food, or, or for those periods of time when you have to do uncomfortable things, and then you pull from that bank. But you, you can't, like the moment I overdraw that bank, I forget I care. You know, I forget why I don't put the food in my mouth. I, don't, I forget why I sit at a table instead of standing at the sink and eating my dinner. Um, and right now, and there was, my sponsees dissipated. I had some people I was sponsoring, and they, it was their path to leave. Um, and then there was a point, I was just like, I'm not sponsoring anybody. And I'm, I'm good at this, right? I'm putting up my hand, I'm like, I'm ready. And I, nobody wanted me to sponsor them. <laughs> and I, I talked to my sponsor about this, and she's like, it's, you know, who knows? You know, maybe your higher power has something else in mind for you right now. Maybe you're supposed to be learning the concepts. Let's learn the concepts. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> she's with the extra credit. I have the extra credit sponsor right now. <laughs> so right now, but I'm sponsoring three people, and if it, I have never had clarity in my program like I have right now. Like, they are really struggling with stuff. And my struggles are like, should I put that spoon in my mouth after I finish preparing my meal? Like, that's my struggle right now. Like, just am I eating outside my plate? And I'm like, that doesn't matter. But right now, it matters. Because they're I'm asking them to do some hard stuff. I can put the spoon in the sink, right? And 
Good God, like that amount of clarity for, I don't know, it's been more than a month now. It's just magic, you know? Get a sponsee. That's what I say. If you're a <laughs> sponsee, go get a sponsee. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, so the other thing that I've been doing since I came back, like this, this is, I call this OA 2.0. <laughs> for me, is um, I've been taking suggestions from my sponsors. Like, go to three meetings. I'm like, do you know how busy I am? I'm a very important person. But I do it, right? And it changes me. Um, my current sponsor is so annoying. Like, she has the stupidest suggestions. But, and I take them because I'm like, all right, I'll show you how stupid this is. I will do this and it will do nothing. And so here's the, here's the latest thing. And so my, um, also I am not, right? So uh, I'm not at a healthy body weight yet. I've lost, I don't know, 70 pounds. And then I'm like, it's been a couple of years. I'm just sort of riding this up and down 10 pounds place of like 240-ish. Um, and I, and I complained about it. I was just like, I'm tired. You know, the, the hack. And she's like, well, what about the half and half in your coffee? I'm like, the half and half in my coffee? I'm like, what about, the, what about the cheese I put on everything? What about the fried food? What about the fatty meats that I pick over chicken? The half and half. I'm like, that's so stupid. And so I try coffee with like every other thing possible. Chai like soy, mouth, chai oat, no, you know, whatever. I don't like it. So I decided, I'm not going to drink coffee. Screw that. And then uh, I'm like, well, I like coffee. And so I'm like, I tried it. I tried it. There you go. I went back to happening. And then, I don't know, like two months later, I'm like, oh, I complained to her, my pants are tight. She's like, well, what about the half and half in your coffee? And I'm like, it's the stupidest thing ever. And uh, so here's what she told me. Not then, but at another time. She said, I don't have any idea where these words come from. I just let my higher power talk. She's like, I don't really know your experience or what I should tell you, but I try to be present, I try to listen, and let my higher power talk. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Half and half. So, so I decide, fine, I'm not drinking coffee. I don't eat coffee. Turns out, I don't really, I drink it because my wife makes it for me. She loves coffee, and her coffee is crazy. It's got like 15 steps, and the beans are hand-selected, and you gotta like with the, you know, certain temperature and the pores, <laughs> right? So that's the coffee she makes, and it's really strong, which is kind of why you need half and half. <laughs> it's hard to stomach it. And so I tell her I'm not drinking half and half. I'm not drinking coffee. She's like, all right, and she's great. Like, my wife is amazing. You know, she's like, okay, we're, you know, whatever it is, I, however I need to eat. But she really loves coffee. And it turns out this making me coffee is sort of like a way that, like an act of love in the morning. And I checked in with her. And I'm like, how's it going? You know, now I'm drinking tea. And she's like, it's stupid. Like, I put like a tea bag and some water. That's nothing. Like, I, she said, I am resentful of your sponsor. <laughs> I'm like this is really not just about the half and half 
right? So somehow my sponsor tapped into my people-pleasing character defect, which, by the way, is the other side of that is saying no to coffee to your wife who really wants to love you in this one particular way that has to do with food. What's the other side of my people-pleasing? Oh, be authentic. Um, and so, I don't know. I stopped drinking the coffee. We got through it. My marriage is still okay. <laughs> and she makes me my tea in exactly the way I like it. <laughs> and, and so I don't know what to tell you, but since I stopped drinking half and half, so every morning I plan my food, I call it into my sponsor, and then I send pictures of my plated meals. And uh, since I stopped Drinking the half and half, I've stopped finding ways to include crackers in my meals. Like, I've stopped finding ways to get actually any sort of snack food into my meals. And the thing I know about snack food is I don't, I don't do well with it. You know, I don't do well portioning out crunchy, salty things. And I don't know why not drinking half and half made me find, like, not ever eat crackers. And I've, I mean, not that this is about weight loss, but I've lost 15 pounds since I stopped eating the goddamn half and half. And it, I was once told that doing something different, anything different, is a spiritual act. Right? And I feel like this, my sponsor's just weird. <laughs> and I'm so, so grateful that, she, that she's working with me. And she makes me do stuff. And those things somehow, without any logic, transform me. I was reading um, with one of my sponsees about um, willingness in this Voices in Recovery book. Yeah. Right? This one in the back, there's like an index. And you can look up any word you want. And she was just like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, let's read on willingness. Because that's what my sponsor would do to me. And so we read a couple of them. And, and like the very first one said, and I'm, this is not, I can't remember the exact words, but it said, the willingness um, is an act that happens in your subconscious. And I felt like that just made everything kind of makes sense. Like we take a bunch of weird actions, we take some steps, we do, we make some phone calls, we go to a meeting and sit and talk about food, and then all of a sudden I don't want to eat crackers, right? It's not, it doesn't seem connected, the actions we take Mm -hmm. and the recovery and the freedom that I have in my life. I have not obsessed about food and I don't know, at least since the half and half. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll come back. But right now, it's just like it's just magic. And I feel like that idea of the bank, but also the subconscious. You know, we take these actions and we pack in the ingredients to willingness into our subconscious. And then it just leaks out when I need it. Ah, let's see. 
I didn't plan an ending. Honestly, I didn't plan any of this. <laughs> I used to feel really compelled to plan my talks. I prayed a little. I wrote to my higher power. What should I talk about? And he said, just be yourself. And then I told him that was stupid. But, <laughs> um, but we could talk about my character defect of ego and perfectionism. Right? Uh, because the other side of that is self-acceptance, and apparently just being myself is... Let's hope it's of service. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of OA right now, so thank you. Mm-hmm.